This piece is by Bruce Nauman. It's called Clown Torture. Each of the six screens shows a clown whose repeated actions quickly become monotonous. Eventually, the repetition creates a vaguely sinister sensation. My advice for a young writer, if you hang out with me, I would have a lot of advice. Although I would feel somewhat embarrassed about giving advice to the young writer, giving advice to the young writer, giving advice to the young writer. Um, I, I think uh, the most important advice I have is to have fun. Do I regret any part of that experience all these years later? You know, it's hard for, uh, yeah, sure, as a writer, you regret how long it takes you to fully figure out what the real situation was. And I want to rewrite it in my head and know the whole thing rather than only part of it. Um, so I think I, um, <clears throat> it's hard to find fault though. I mean, regret really means, what does regret mean? It's not like I wasn't trying very hard to do my best. Um, some of these things just have to play out the way they play out. The last time that I went to Alaska, I turned my own butt into a kombucha factory. Drink of my knowledge. Drink of my dreams. Bruppetingwa. Welcome back to another episode of the Humor and the Abject podcast, you milk-guzzling, fantasy sampling screedlers. This is Stefan Lee, the podcast studio manager. It's National Poetry Month. Or maybe it isn't. Who fucking cares? Every month is National Poetry Month when you have a lyrical heart. This week on the podcast, we are joined by New York poet Peter B.D. If you're a fan of this podcast, I'm going to assume that you're already in possession of a copy of his book, Milk and Honey. If you don't have it, smash that link in the episode description and order one immediately. You're not a socialist until you have one. Let's turn it over to your host, Sean J. Patrick Carney. I'm Ira Glass. Welcome to Jackass. It's episode 93 of the Humor in the Abject podcast. I'm your host, Sean J. Patrick Carney. What's new with you, Screedlers? Is it shaping up to be a December to remember? I hope so. Thanks to one and all for tuning in, and especially to those of you who support Humor in the Abject on Patreon for just $3 a month. December's monthly sound collage lottery happened yesterday. But if you sign up soon, you're going to get five bonus tickets into the January lottery and a lot of other stuff. And it's just a nice way to tell me that you love me. But uh, I'm geeked this week to have Peter B.D. on the podcast. Lots of you in New York have probably already had the opportunity to see Peter read his very funny, very pointed poetry all around town. He's one of the best, to be sure. We had a lot of fun catching up. Just as his mixtape Milk and Henny is about to be released to the world, you're going to get a little preview of that on today's episode. It's an extension of his poetry collection, also titled Milk and Henny, which was released this year by Impatient Press. You can buy a copy via the link in the episode description. You gotta do it if you know it's good for you. Peter's generally a kind of private dude, so I can't express how happy I was that he agreed to do an episode. We even got to play a new game together. Hope you're all feeling great out there. Let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Peter B.D. 
Peter BD. Welcome to Humor in the Abject. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean Carney. What's up? Can't believe Not you got me much. to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it took me moving. <laughs> I had to move to Texas first. Yeah. What's uh, What's new with you? What did you do today? What did I do today? Um, mm-hmm. Nothing really. I just hung out in my apartment. Um, yeah, I took a nap. Um, that sounds kind of quaint. I watched Hannibal. That show. The TV show? Yeah, the TV show Hannibal. I've never seen it. It's is it? It's part of the Silence of the Lambs universe? Yeah, it's just like on... I watched it like on Amazon Prime. It's just... Yeah, a TV show. It's like really violent. <laughs> a little while back when we were first arranging this, um, I guess this was a couple weeks ago now, but you told me that you were pet sitting for some people who are away for Thanksgiving. What kind of animals are we talking about here? What were you in charge of? Uh, mainly like cats. Lots of cats. Um, well, I kind of just started doing this earlier in the year. Just like one of my friends, Sarah Jean Alexander, she was like, oh, can you like take care of my cat? So like I took care of her cat. Um, <laughs> then word got around. Yeah, Jenny. She's flare. like, Jenny's like really evil. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's really like mean, standoffish. You don't really want to fuck with her too much. So yeah, I just like took care of her cat. Then like Precious, you know Precious? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I took yeah. care of her dog Rainbow for like two weeks while Precious was like in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> with their girlfriends so I was just like me and this toy poodle was just like walking around the neighborhood it was like so are you people people just know to go to you when they go out of town now yeah it's like pretty funny like last week I think I took care of like three pets like I took care of a, really like, yeah <laughs> I took care of a rabbit <laughs> that was pretty intense because I I didn't know rabbits have like like a set schedule like I had to like feed it at 7 a.m oh really? yeah i had to I like feed it lots of vegetables and hay and pellets and like all this type of shit then i had to like feed it again at 7 p.m like and i had to do that for like a week so like by the fourth day i was like i don't know why does it show affection is it like a social animal did it like, want to climb on you not, and stuff not this rabbit this rabbit was mm. just kind of like i don't know if it was blind or like <laughs> it was just kind of like this was kind of like a rat just like kept bumping into <laughs> things so it was just really loud like okay i don't know that doesn't sound too but, bad but I wait, let me like you know the bunny okay. wasn't that bad because you know i don't want the owners to listen to this no like, no <laughs> it was it, we, we had some good moments <laughs> yeah shout out to, to willis Plummer too i took care of his his cat while oh, i was really? taking care of the bunny rabbit too you know, we are, we're not here to talk about animals. And, um, uh, Sean is the one who brought the animals up in the first place. We're here to talk about serious things like poetry and literature. Uh, and that brings me to your recent book from last spring, Milk and Henny, that Impatient Press put out. And uh, I heard that there's kind of a funny story about how you connected with Impatient Press. How did you end up working with that label? Um. All right, so one day I was just like, you know, eating a burrito somewhere around Brooklyn and Mitch, you know, Mitch, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I love Mitch. Yeah. He's like the head of inpatient. So he just like saw me in this place <laughs> and <laughs> he just like came up to me. He was just like, Hey, like I saw you read Were well, you at that, like, um, reading that like him and Dre and maybe a couple other people do like, it was like the day after Trump won the election. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the um the luncheonette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Greenpoint, right? Yeah. yeah. So like I read, I don't know if I was last or like second to last. Okay. I, I don't even remember what the hell I read. I was just like, I don't know. Everybody was just like really angry. It was like a really like intense time. So Mitch, Yeah, that was a I guess we needed that though. But yeah. okay, so we saw you read there and then ran into you eating a burrito. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, Oh, like if you if you have anything like if you want to like publish anything on my press, like you should like do something like, you know, I like, you know, like write stories about people. That's kind of like how I, you know, uh-huh. got into this. Like I never like released a book or anything, but like throughout the year, I, I just feel like been writing these like really like, just like these like short, like funny little things just to like make myself laugh. So I kind of just like went home and just like put all of those things together and like went to like inpatient headquarters and just like, 
showed it to Mitch as like a PowerPoint presentation, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was really into it. So did did you write this stuff kind of for? So you, I mean, you you know, you write, um, you're writing in all kinds of different ways, but did you, the collection that's in there, all the, all the pieces that are in Milk and Henny, did you come up with those because of the opportunity to do the book or were some of them pieces that you kind of had floating around and then you thought, well, these will, these will fit with this thing? Yeah. Most of it was just, um, stuff that I've written like throughout the, yeah, I think I probably added like, you know, maybe like 10 more once I knew it was going to be like a book, but like the majority of it was, it was actually like hundreds of poems that I just like chose from to just, you know, make into a book or whatever. So Mitch kind of like edited down. He edited it like down a little bit. Did, uh, did you have trouble saying edited it? Cause I do. <laughs> I have a, I can't. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Definitely. I, I, like, I don't edited, like saying that. Edit, edit, edited it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have, I have well, a I think everybody should everybody should own a copy of this book, and I'm going to put a link to uh, purchase it from Impatient in the in the episode description. And cool. I uh, am very fortunate to be the owner of one of them. I got it at the release party. Yes, thank you. I pre ordered it even. So thank I you for reading. Guaranteed sale. <laughs> thank you for reading at the launch. You're very you're a very hilarious person. I really appreciate that. Oh, thanks. It was fun. You know what? The piece that I read for your thing, I put out on here like a couple weeks ago, and I did kind of like a little radio theater treatment thing to it, but I hadn't done anything with it, and I just, I had fun reading it, and it was a good excuse to do it. So I was glad that you asked me, because it was kind of like, I was like, oh man, I got to write something specific for Peter's thing, because I didn't want to... I didn't want to just come in and read something that I had done somewhere else. And then it was just kind of like floating on my computer, just sitting there. And I was like, I want to do something else with this. But it was because of that book release that I even wrote it. Cool. Yeah, it was really like hilarious. It was great. <laughs> so the the collection of stuff that you ultimately went with in it, can you kind of, for somebody who hasn't heard your uh poetry before could you give kind of like a brief description of like what's what's the subject matter or or the is there a theme in milk and honey that you would identify a theme in milk and honey um i don't know i kind of just there really wasn't a theme i was just like you know i just like sit down and just like for hours just write these poems like yeah that's just basically it (laughs) That's a that's a perfectly <laughs> honest answer. Yeah. The thing that one thing that I really like about them though is they're they're short and they're punchy. They're often really obscenely funny. And there's like this I mean, I kind of get, I'll be honest, I kind of get jealous when I'm reading them because you have such a good economy with language. Like you do so much with like very, very little, like you can keep it really parsed down to something. And I was, I, you know, was reading the book again today and I was just wondering if these are, because you said you're, you know, you're pulling from like hundreds of these or you're working on them all the time do you go back in and do you have to like edit them to try to find just the right word or are you one of those people that is kind of just like no i go with my gut the first kind of instinct of what i did is kind of that that's the best one you don't like pour over it for hours afterwards or maybe you do i don't know yeah i guess it just like depends on the poem that i'm writing like with these i just like wrote so many that like I just picked which ones that I liked, like which ones just like had the most impact or something, you know, like, like the one that I wrote, just the one that was just, just the one line poem that was called being alive is a social construct. I don't know why yeah. I was like, <laughs> this is just going to work or like just the way that I'd space things or like, yeah, it's really, that one seems really serious too. Cause that one's underlined. I remember. Right? Yeah. 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 Like it, it seems I'm like, what am I? And then there's, <laughs> I don't know, there's some, so there's all this, and there's really funny stuff in there, and there's some that are kind of all over the place, some that are sort of esoteric. Like, there's a couple pages that are uh, blank, I think, and then the next poem is something to the effect of, like, you know, if you couldn't read the poem on the previous page, it's because your 17th eye isn't open or <laughs> yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But, but then interspersed in there between all these really funny ones, there's some, like, pretty... There's like some pretty sweet ones, like reminders to call your mom and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's this kind of like cool roller coaster going on of of uh, response when you're looking at it. And the nice thing with the book is that I think you can, somebody could sit down and you could really, you could read it in 10 minutes or you could take hours reading it because you could reread a poem multiple times because they kind of, 
they sort of like unfold in these weird ways. Like, and I guess that's part of what I mean about the economy of some of the languages. There's all this fun kind of weird residual effects that even reading it again today, there were things that the first couple times that I went through the book, I like got the poem differently or something, mm-hmm. or it was like funny in a different way. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a really hard thing to do. It's something I, I, you know, we can get to this in a little bit, but I remember the first time that I saw you read too, I was just like, what the fuck is this dude on? Like, where is this shit coming from? <laughs> like, where, did so... you, where did you see me read? I, I think it was, I don't think it was that, it wasn't the thing that was um, at the luncheonette because no. I'd already seen you read. Yeah, yeah, like that. I already like know you. But it was, yeah, it was something else. I The first time I saw you read it was something else that Dre, Andrea Arubla, um, had put together. And Was it like Amalasis or something? Yeah, Maybe. yeah, it might have been. And I don't know. I just remember like, it felt like, I mean, you have a really good presence, but it also just felt like this really wild, esoteric stand-up comedy to me. And yeah. I think that's too what I mean about the <laughs> kind of, the economy of the languages. And I, I don't mean this to be like a shitty comparison or like uh, one-to-one with some other person who does short-form stuff, but it really reminds me of like Mitch Hedberg's comedy where there's these really funny kind of short-form bits, but they have this longer residual thing that you kind of have to sit with and and it and it reveals itself more and more over time in the kind of like I don't know or like did you ever see on Saturday Night Live like a long I don't even know when this was it must have been when I was a kid but like the Jack Handy deep thoughts yeah and stuff. yeah 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 it's like it's like that kind yeah of actually shit, like my it, roommate yeah. has that book she like has it and I was like this kind of reminds like it's <laughs> a little bit like yeah it's like you know I mean that with the I mean that with the utmost respect. Yeah, that's like that it a was compliment. like I'm reading these things and it's I'm like compliment. these are like the philosophical like missives of like someone from the future who's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. different kind of take <laughs> on what's going on or something. Yeah, because like a, a, like while I was writing this, I was like I don't know what it's going to be like. I was like maybe it should be like a philosophy book, you know, like a funny <laughs> yeah. philosophy book, or like maybe I should call it like serious poetry, or like I don't know. So then when Mitch. You know, ask me to put the guys like, is this going to be called Milk and Honey? Like, the title just yeah. like stuck, you know? Like Milk and Honey, yeah, yeah. but. <laughs> Plus, it's like, um, <laughs> I, I read like a lot of like fiction, a lot of like, just like a lot of like long things. And I felt like last year, I was just like, you know, it was just like a crazy time in the country. And I was just like doing all of these readings. Like, I think most of the readings I did were, were like, Dre, like, through the majority of them. And I was just like reading like all of this like heavy stuff. And I was like, you know, I just wanted to write something funny, you know. Comedy is also like a form of resistance, you know what I mean? So Yeah, but you've got a you've got a really good way of tying the two together though, because I've seen you do I've seen you do some of your readings and they're not it's they're not poems that were in the book, but they're ones that kind of like you create this really interesting space where you kind of like you gain like the audience's trust by being funny and kind of getting everybody in the pocket and everybody's kind of into the groove. And then you say some, you say some parts that are like very, very serious and really like kind of like, I guess, social truths for lack of a better term that we don't want to talk about out loud or something. And so you got this like punch going on too. And I think that's one of the things that has always been really kind of cool about the way that you've sort of approached you're reading in public um and i guess on on like the flip side of that i I was gonna ask i'm always wondering when when people write like what is what is writing like for you like what's your what is what is your writing setup (laughs) well it's pretty pretty ridiculous like how i write because okay i don't know if you know (laughs) this but like how i started writing was you know writing stories about people uh-huh. You know, like, I don't have, like, a writing degree. Like, I, I actually went to school for biology. I have a biology degree. Really? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, like, shortly after I graduated college, it was just, like, the summertime. I think I was, like, taking the GRE. Oh, I was studying for the GRE. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, you know, I never had a Gmail before. I was like, I need to, like, make a Gmail, you know? I need to, like, I need to be, like, an adult. <laughs> so, like, I just, like, made this Gmail. I didn't even use my real name. It was, like, PeterBD99. I was like, I don't even know. Like, I, I would have chose, like, a, a different, like, a more cooler name if I knew this was going to be, like, a thing. Like, I don't know, like, Samson. You know Jackson, that. You know that you can just change it any time, Yeah, right? but, like, that, mean, that's, like, 
I don't know. Someone like created a website. Like I'd only been <laughs> doing it for like a couple of weeks, and then someone created like this website called like Peter BD's like um, Complete Works, or, like the, uh-huh. the anonymous writer. I was like, oh, I guess this is like a thing. Like I just like send people stories, and this is like before I even met anyone, before I even know what like a reading was. <laughs> so yeah, back to what you said about writing. I actually I like writing fucking Gmail drafts. That's good. No, that, I, why not? I write in, I mean, that's the same. I write in Google Docs. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. What, it's the same thing. Yeah, but I, I like seriously have to write like in the drafts. Like I wrote all of Milk and Honey in the drafts and I just like transfer it somewhere else. It's like insane. And I have like so many of them and I'm like afraid of like deleting them. And I just like, you know. In like your drafts crazy. folder? Yeah, it's like pretty crazy. Do you title the subject line so you can actually find which one yeah, later? Yeah, or do yeah, you just yeah, have yeah. like untitled like a thousand <laughs> yeah. drafts? I don't know. It's almost like, um, <laughs> what word am I looking for? <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking for, but I just had to, yeah, I just got to do it in the drafts. I don't know why. That's, that's <laughs> a really, that's a fun kind of setup. Um, so, I mean, I guess, yeah, I was going to ask, like, when, I mean, you just said you went to school for biology, you didn't go to school for writing. Um, yeah. And I feel like, <clears throat> you know, one thing, I remember right before I, right before I left New York and I moved to Austin, you, speaking of Gmail, you sent me this, like, incredible email that was filled with all these, like, I didn't even know what I was reading when I first opened. <laughs> I was so confused. And it was like all these scenarios <laughs> that you'd written or like kind of scripts um, yeah. about different things that involved me as like a central character. There was like amusing from like Patrick Carney, the drummer from the Black Keys and like a Power Rangers episode. Yeah. There's like a bar scene. Yeah. And I was reading this thing and I was so kind of like taken aback and confused. But at the same time, I was just like... It's like the most meaningful email that I've ever gotten from anybody. And it just like came out of nowhere. And then at the end, you made me a nice meme that I really liked. Um, And then I kind of, I mean, I think I found out afterwards that that was sort of your, in a way for a while, that was kind of like your calling card. And then you'd send these kind of dense, bizarre emails to people. Is that what you mean by you were writing stories about people? Were you then sending them to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my main thing. Like... (laughs) Even that was like even now I still think of myself as the person who does it, even though I do it like once every like three months. But I was like doing that. Well, I feel every day. honored to have gotten one. But yeah, thanks. Like I, I was really excited to like write you that actually. Like a, a lot of that, a lot of that was like based on like conversations we had too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there was a bunch of like weird stuff that I was like, we talked about that. Yeah, like when we talked. I don't know. One time we were just talking about JC Chaze from NSYNC. Yeah, yeah. Like some and I girls. kept talking I about how the ODB's last recording was something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, like, I couldn't wait to, like, write about that. So, like, I think you were, like, in college and you were just, like, in a bar and JC, no, one of JC's producers, like, came into the bar and he yeah, was like, yeah. I don't know what to title oh. this. <laughs> and you, like, oh helped him come up with the title. So, yeah. you just, so are these, are they typically people that, I mean, you and I know each other, but yeah. the other these kind of longer emails and stories that you're sending people, are they, obviously you have access to their email address for sending it to them, but are they people that you, you know socially or are you sending them to kind of like just random people well, that you it, kind in of... In the beginning, it was like random people. It was, that was like during like, you know, like the art lit, like... Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I think I might have just emailed one too many art lit people and then they just like <laughs> invited me into like their world. Like it was crazy. Like just like being on Tiny Chat and like, you know, all these blogs and like outlet gossip and like I didn't even know any of this existed. I was like doing science for, you know, all those years. Yeah. So yeah, it so then, you know, I would just like be basically just like emailing like writers and everything. Then I like started meeting people and like doing readings. I think like the first reading I did was like Maybe like 2012, it was like with like Melissa Broder, so sad today. And like, <laughs> yeah, Joselia, she was like, it was just like back then. So like I started meeting people and then like just like writing stories about people that I met, you know, and it kind of like became the thing that I sent to like just writing about people, just like specific situations and just like making it absurd you know yeah were they i mean i would imagine i know how i received it i was like i mean i'm not even i 
this sounds ridiculous, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was kind of like tearing up. I was like, this is such a nice thing that somebody sent me. But is that how are they received in general? It sounds like obviously some people were very into them and they're inviting you to read and stuff like that. But did anybody, was anybody like, what the fuck, dude? Why did you write this about me? Yeah, actually, actually, most people are like, oh, cool. Surprisingly, like, I don't know. Yeah, most people are like really cool about it. And it's like, I don't know, from my perspective, I didn't think it was, like, weird. But then after I was like, damn, I, like, really, like, created something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just writing stories about people. But, like, I think, like, one of the first ones that I sent, it was, like, to this guy, this writer named Andrew Worthington. I'm, like, friends with him now. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, what the fuck is this? Or something. <laughs> like, I was actually happy that, like, he said that because I think I was getting, like, too much love. <laughs> it like kind of like sobered me up a little bit <laughs> you need but, to get you gotta get bra- brought back down to yeah, yeah yeah but he invited me to like my first reading like the first reading i ever went to was like a book thug nation and yeah i was like this is weird but <laughs> i mean did you have kind of like i mean that's a pretty hard pivot to go from like biology into writing not unheard of or not undoable or something but did you kind of were you making a conscious decision that you thought, I think I want to, I think I want to kind of be more of a, I want to be more of a writer than a scientist. Cause it, I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe you did, but it, I, did you go to, did you end up taking the GRE and going to graduate school for science? No, I never did. I just, just like, it just <laughs> never, no, I took the GRE, but like, it just somehow didn't work out. Like somehow huh. it just like became, became a writer and like, I don't know. It's really random. It's still strange. I still get like you know messages from my mom like, "Oh, medical school." <laughs> like she thinks she's like, "What is <laughs> well, this? What know, is this writing? Like, what always, are you doing?" <laughs> you could always go back. Yeah, you know, I, it, I always say I. It's fu- I don't really want to though. I don't. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It was just too intense. Yeah, it's yeah. A, all the the idea of you being a. I think you'd be a great doctor, but the idea of you being a doctor, see, I feel like you'd like really put me at ease if I was going in for like a surgery or something. I feel like you'd be really chill about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you're just like, well, you do have cancer, yeah, but we're going to take care of it. I'd be I'd be like, like, All right, thanks, doc. <laughs> like, you gotta, you're going to lose your leg, but you know, it's going to be okay, Sean. You can write him a, you can write him a cool poem yeah. about it. Write them a story. So, Milk and Honey is the first book that you did, yeah? Yeah, I guess that's like the first. Even though it it feels like I've written, because you know, um, you know, BSQFU, I like took a class there. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Um, that's how you got. Is that how you got connected with Dre? No, I like knew Dre. Actually, actually, I just remember like see, I in the beginning, I thought you and Dre like actually like were like the heads of BSQFU. Like, I thought you open. I I always just like see you guys walking around with your tote bags and like I was like, oh, <laughs> these guys really like. <laughs> they're doing like big different things. different era man yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like um one, one day i was like just like on twitter like somebody like sent to look like oh apply to this class this um it was like the creative writing intensive with seth oh yeah yeah, yeah so like i just sent in a writing sample which was just one of my old emails and it was just like this twenty thousand word story like Back in like, yeah, back in like 2013, there's there's like there's this thing called Mellow Pages. Okay. Mellow Pages Library. Have you heard of it? No, it sounds kind of familiar, but I might also just be making that up in my head because it rhymes with Yellow Pages. Yeah. There's actually a song on my mixtape called Bodak Mellow. It's just like an ode to Mellow Pages. <laughs> but yeah, I like just back in 2013, I just like met this like group of people associated with Mellow Pages, and I was just writing them like. It must have been like like ten to fifteen people. I was just there was this thing just called like called the narrative. Someone just like end up ended up calling it the narrative. Cause I was just uh-huh. like writing like ten to fifteen thousand word stories about people I was hanging out with. So like I wrote this one story about this guy named Oscar Bruno D'Artois. He's like this French guy. Okay. And it was like twenty thousand words or whatever. So that was like my you know, writing sample for BHQFU. <laughs> so I actually kind of considered that like a fucking book, even though it was like an email. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that like this like poetry, <laughs> it's, it's weird how like things like a, a book has to be like this physical thing, you know what I mean? Mm. For it mm. to like be like taken seriously or something. Do you like reading 
it, do you like the event of going out and reading in front of people or are you because I know some I mean you're really good at it but then I've asked I've talked to some people who I think are great at it and they're like oh I fucking yeah. hate it I like it it's like I don't know I was kind of like a it's weird because like in school I was like kind of quiet but kind of like a class clown a little bit uh-huh. like when I get comfortable with people so I do kind of like enjoy going up there and just like talking my shit you know <laughs> i've been like reading a lot lately too it's ever since the book came out this is like the most i've ever read like just reading in like so many different places you just you mentioned just a little bit ago that you have a so you've got this mixtape coming out um yeah. when what's the release date on that um the release date right now is a couple days from now <laughs> okay whenever cool. this podcast is getting released yeah 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 it's just maybe the day after or two days after well you were you were kind enough to share a few of the tracks with me um before it reaches the general public and i was hoping that it might be okay if we played a couple of those for the listeners on this episode would that be cool yeah i actually forgot that i did that but <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh yeah i did send you some songs yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you can well, play whatever uh, you want Cool. Okay. Well, first off, I wanted to play. Um, it was the first one that I heard. Uh, so, for humor and the abject listeners, here's uh, an exclusive sneak peek from Peter BD's mixtape. Is it? What's the mixtape called? It's called Milk and Henny mixtape. It's also called that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, from Milk and Henny, this is the track Jonathan Franzen. I feel like 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 Jonathan Franzen. I I feel like Jonathan Franzen. I I feel like Jonathan Franzen. I wrote strong motion, you know this. Late game guy in the POTUS. I get hate mail from millennials. Fuck boy, right up the motives. I'm the whitest man in here and the hardest writer in the room. I hate the internet cause millennials are so rude. Oprah's book club made me rich. Show me some respect. Wrote the corrections, fucked the game up, wrote freedom, fucked it up again. You like my shit, but yet you hate me. Who's the one who wrote purity? I know you really like infinite jest for day foster wallets, can't fuck with me. Woo! I write classics. Woo! I'm on your bookcase. I don't have any black friends who still wanna write about race. I feel like Jonathan Franzen. I took the top off the Chrysler. I feel like Jonathan Franzen. I feel like Jonathan Franzen. Yeah, I feel like Jonathan Franzen. Bitch, I feel like Jonathan Franzen. Freedom. So we just listened to the Jonathan Franzen thing and. Oh, right, it comes in again. That's got Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> fitting tribute to the finest american novelist of our time Definitely. um do you think he'll end up hearing it i have no idea i mean i have this friend who said she's like in contact with jonathan franzen's uh-huh. um is it his publisher agent or something and she was like yeah i'm gonna send it to his agent <laughs> like, how do you, <laughs> like whatever you want to receive man. it like how yeah. you would feel about it i don't and, know yeah i don't know i just I feel like, you know, when you're just like on Twitter and Jonathan Franz and just like trends like once every three months. Yeah, because like, he's, <laughs> he's said something that upsets everybody or he's angry about something or yeah. shitting on something that he just doesn't participate in so nobody else should be able to. Yeah. So like, you know, I have like this, I have like a poem where he's mentioned in the book and... Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask about <laughs> that. It's that. Yeah. So like w- when it came time to like this mixtape idea, I was just like, let me just like, you know make a song about like what what it feels like to be Jonathan Friends, like how he feels. Like, you know, he wrote Freedom, <laughs> you know? He wrote The Corrections. Like, you like David Foster Wallace? Fuck him. I'm Jonathan Friends and like, I'm Oprah <laughs> Club certified. Put some respect <laughs> on it. 
<laughs> the, yeah, the poem in the book, it says, it's some, it says, if Jonathan Franzen or Jonathan Saffron Foyer don't have an opinion on something, another white man named Jonathan Will, I find solace in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lyric that, that uh, hit me pretty hard was something to the effect of, you know, I, I have read The Corrections and Freedom, and I very much don't, I very much don't like Jonathan Franzen, but at the time that I read them, I really liked those books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did too. Like when I read The Corrections, I was like, oh, okay. That was a while ago. I was like, wow, he's really doing something. Yeah. <laughs> it captures his spirit very well. I think yeah. it's got the kind of everything is in there. Yeah, definitely. Can I ask kind of like an art school question of you? Like, who do sure. you who do you imagine as the kind of the who's the audience for your mixtape? Like, what kind of people <sighs> do you have in mind? Sean, like, when, Sean, you're, Sean. when you're recording, who are you imagining listening? I have to? no, <laughs> <laughs> like, because you know, I'm like doing a mixtape. Like, I'm just like, who is gonna? There's like so many different like types of music on this thing. Like, it's like hip hop mm-hmm. and like just like the title song Milk and Henny is kind of like this like post grunge type of thing uh-huh. i don't know i have actually being alive is a social construct that's a like seven minute song i turned that into a seven minute song produced by my friend nikki aka glow old um just featuring like 16 or 17 writers from like around the world saying being alive is a social construct in different languages uh-huh <laughs> yeah so that's like a song i there's actually a video for that too. It's just I don't know. It's just like, just like this like vain project that I do. Like I don't know what people are gonna think. You know, it's just like this ridiculous thing. So Nikki, you said is one of the who who all is who all was involved in it. Like who's your band? <laughs> it was so many people. Actually, my friend Joe Buzz, aka DJ Doomsday Clock. He was like my DJ at Strand. I wish you could have been there. Oh yeah, that yeah. was. I was in. Uh, I was upstate, right? When you did that. Yeah, yeah, you were upstate. Yeah, I, Anna Red. Oh, Anna Fabrega was at it. She it was, was like, dream lineup. Amazing. I was surprised that she was actually the first person to say yes <laughs> for that. I was really surprised because you know I think I just got word that she's gonna be on HBO. Yeah, her show is uh, <laughs> her show got picked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, oh, she's gonna say no, you know. I was just like putting the word out there, and she like replied in like three minutes. I was like, wow, she's she's really a real one. Like, she's super cool, and I think she's, she's hilarious. Really into, you know, she's such a creative and interesting and smart comedian, and yeah. really, I think digs having her stuff put into contexts that are outside of just like comedy clubs. So I'm sure, yeah. you know, that she was familiar with your stuff and she's probably like, that seems like a cool place to, to do comedy, yeah. to do her thing with an audience that's going to be just blown away by her. Yeah, because I remember seeing her years ago and she would just be like everywhere. Like, I think <laughs> I read with her one time. Uh, that was, I don't even know what year it was, but I was just like, who is this like funny, you know, comedian and then like she'd be doing improv shows because you know i had friends who were like in the ucb she'd be doing she was just like really hustling just oh yeah all around she was out every night of the week i think at least like anytime that i would book anna for a show she would have to bounce because she had another one like 90 (laughs) minutes later in on like a different side of the city or something like that damn that's crazy yeah that's cool but so it was like a group effort you had a lot of different people yeah so yeah yeah yeah. so like my friend nikki he like you know he like went to bars for like music, but now he's like real corporate. You know, he's like really suit and tie. And I was like, you need to like get back into this like music thing, Nikki, you know? So uh-huh. I just like found his old like um, band camp. Like I just like pieced together like three of his songs and he made me like a new track. And he's like, he produced that song. And he also produced, um, there's a poem in the book called If You're Reading This, You're Problematic. Yeah. So I like um, find one of his like old beats and I turned it into this thing called "If You're Listening to This, You're okay. Problematic." <laughs> so that's like a song on there. So there's there's interpretations from the from the collection in the book, but also uh, new stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a companion piece to the book, but also like really like esoteric bullshit that no one's gonna understand. <laughs> like Bodak Mellow. Like I'm really like I turned Cardi B song. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this song just like about literature and like 
<laughs> yeah, it's like it's a really a it's kind of a. I was asking the question about the audience because I was listening to it and I was like laughing because the different parts in it and things. I was just like, this is such like a very specific niche of like a yeah. type of person who navigates between a lot of these kind of cultures and spaces <laughs> and stuff. Who's yeah. interested in all of these weird, Definitely. both like kind of very uh very high-end literature stuff but then also just like really fun dumb shit too yeah so it's that's a, just like it's me you know spectrum. i like like dumb shit but i also like you know serious like yeah intellectual yeah. things well i wanted to uh i wanted to play another one that i really <clears throat> excuse me liked from the ones that you sent me um so let's give this one a spin uh this one is called king of poetry Any is the motherfucking book And you know that I have the game took Sucker pole whiskeys stay in their lanes Thirsty pole whiskeys here for the fame Yes, these rhymes are quite obscure You're listening to the king of literature I'm the poet king, didn't you know? Writing classic shit like Edgar Allan Poe This is the Peter VB show Annihilating whack poet writing bros Matter of fact, you poets are my sons Except the queen bee precious over your mind You're writing plus balls Someone called the feds You know who writes well? Andrew Weatherhead Putting all you bum lame poets too bad Your style is mad old You have no lit cred No one out here can't fuck with my crew Your poems got rejected by the past review Doing big things is the only way to go Riding high shit Respect, That's actually a Run DMC. Okay, I'm know good. That. That's what I was gonna. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually the intro. It's the intro to the uh, mix. Oh uh, wait, it's not like the intro. It's like the first song. Yeah. The intro I got this guy named like Sam Riviere. He's like this like English poet that I met once in Bed Stuy. Okay. And I haven't seen him in years. I just like sent him an email. I was like, hey, you want to do the intro to my you know mixtape? <laughs> and then like. I don't know, like 30 minutes later, he sent me like this like whole thing. Like the, he had like this G funk like beat and he was just like <laughs> I don't know, just freestyling. It was just Yeah, he just sounds really cool. I just wanted someone really English to open the mixtape. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's your vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds like he kinda sounds like um Michael Kane, is that like, yeah. yeah, he sounds like yeah. Michael Kane. That's really cool. cool. Does it say in that song, are you does it say your poems got rejected from the Paris Review? Yeah. That's a <laughs> that's another like esoteric essay. Like people are like, what the fuck is it? Like if I played this for my siblings, they'd just be like, What are you talking about? Like Paris Review. <laughs> They're like all science people. You're bridging you're building bridges, man, between yeah. worlds. It's exciting. That's what <laughs> that's what good art should be doing. <laughs> well, Peter, as you know, um, sometimes on this podcast I like to I like to play games. So if it's cool with you, uh, it's time for a new game. Um, this is one that I crafted specifically for you. Cool. This is called Peter's Picks. Yeah. So uh, I'll ask you a question and then you tell me um, your top pick in that category. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Peter, what is your favorite film, animated or otherwise, that has an important lesson for its audience? Take your time. I don't I don't really have a favorite film, but for some reason when you asked me that question, I just thought the Brave Little Toaster. Oh, that's a beautiful I that's just, a beautiful film, I yes. Just, I don't okay. know why. Okay. <laughs> I haven't saw that. What is <laughs> what is the best <laughs> holiday? I guess Christmas. Okay, Christmas. coming up very soon. Yeah. If you could only eat one type of cheese for the rest of your life, what cheese would that be? Um, cheddar cheese. <laughs> cheddar cheese? Okay. Who is the nicest person in Brooklyn? Oh, the nicest person in Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of I know a lot of people. Who are some nice people in Brooklyn? I don't, I don't know why this is the question that's causing me to freeze up. It's okay. It's a difficult question. I knew it would upset you because I'm putting you well, on the spot. Well, there was this guy called, like, Beats Law. I'm not going to... That's just someone I used to, like, email. And, like, 
He's Beat a, Sloth? Yeah, Beat Sloth. Shout out to Beat Sloth. Those of you cool. who those of you who are really into the scene will know who Beat Sloth is. He's, <laughs> he's really <laughs> nice. Um, oh, there's this there's this girl. Oh, Callie. Callie, yeah. Callie. We love Callie. Callie's Shout great. out to Callie. Yes. Yes, one of the nicest people. Oh, oh, for sure. oh, 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 um, and a cool librarian. Yeah, I have another one, Jake Muhlenberg. You know Jake Muhlenberg? Do you know him from Seattle? Okay, Sean, I didn't know you knew him. You like, know that kid? Yeah, he's like one. I know of, that kid. What? I know that kid from when I lived in Portland. He's one of my good friends. I didn't know you knew each other. I saw Jake yesterday, Whoa, and I was like, "Oh, I'm dude, gonna be on humor and magic." Remember me? I haven't seen him in like, I don't know, ten years. Oh no, or something? he, he definitely. He remembers you. He was like, how do you know Sean? I was like, I didn't know you like you guys knew each other. What? No, I know Jake Muhlenberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he Jake, Jake might be like one of the nicest. He's like really cool. Like Oh man, tell him I said hi. Yeah, See, like, that's why that's why these games are valuable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good... yeah. He's actually engaged to um Sarah Jean Alexander, like the writer. They got huh, I don't know. They Sarah got engaged at she's a talented writer. Yeah. To what cats at for, but she um she proposed to him at Molasses Books a couple months ago. Wow, yeah. wow, it was a really that's a very that's a very Bushwick thing to do. It was very Bushwick. It was that's incredible. Well, good. I'm glad that you know Jake. That's really funny. Yeah, and actually, wow, he, wow. I haven't thought about that dude in a while. But yes, I I know him. Yeah, that's he, cool. He produced a couple of songs. I'm happy that he like he sent me a couple of tracks and like he produced. This song called um, Jonathan Saffron Foyer wrote Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. <laughs> that's, that's the name <laughs> of the song. Yeah, that's the name of the song that that Jake produced. It's not wrong. He did some other that's things. That's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, yeah, well, I'm sure there nice. are lots of nice people. Lots Let's of keep nice, going here. Lots of nice people out there in the world. Uh, okay, who is one of your favorite peer poets that you like to read? Who's somebody whose poetry you like to read? I like Precious's poetry, Precious Okuyama. Yeah, and I like okay. A- Andrew Weatherhead is good too. Okay. Oh, who I is, I mentioned oh. I actually mentioned the both of them on King of Poetry. Who <laughs> is your favorite peer poet that you like to see read? Like you like to watch them read their poems. You have to pick different people. Oh, okay. Who do you think who who do you get a kick out of seeing him read? Oh, um Joselia Hughes. Okay. She's really good. And and Marcus Scott Williams. Okay. Both of them are really good. You're really I good like, at this game. You got answers and answers. I mean that I know a lot of people. I was <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of poets like I like seeing a lot of people read. I, I know. Well, this is, you can blame me because I'm forcing you to do this and I'm making you do it quickly. What are some acceptable songs for karaoke? Acceptable songs. Uh, Michael Jackson, Wanna Be Starting Something. Mm, mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> What's the worst bar in New York? <laughs> the worst bar in New York? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the worst bar in New York. I don't know. All New York bars are like the same. I don't. <laughs> That's a good point. The worst bar. In New York. What's a good bar? A good bar in New York is the Narrows, because my friend Kale works there. Kale Klein. <laughs> Shout out to Kale. Shout out to Kale, baby. I I think I probably said this on here before, but before I um, had lived in New York, I had a, a friend who lived somewhere around there, and. Um, he told me when he was leaving where we were, come meet me at the Narrows. Yeah. And I thought he said, I could have sworn he said De Niro's. De Niro. Oh my like, God, Sean. And, and I kept trying to look that up on my phone and I had been drinking a lot and I yeah. was very lost and I was really trying to find De Niro's and nobody knew what I was talking about when I was trying to ask people. And then later I found out it's just called De Niro's. Sean, th- this is the most scene I've ever, f- you know, the most seen I've been in my entire life. Cause, Why? You know, I used to call it Daenerys too, and I actually like put that. <laughs> I put that on the mixtape in Bodak Mellow because it was I was hanging out with all those Bushwick people, and I thought they were saying Daenerys for like six months or some shit, and nobody was. To one point, one day I just texted someone. I was like, "Oh, are you are you guys at Daenerys?" They're like, "What the fuck is Daenerys?" Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's actually on the mixtape. Me saying Daenerys. So. 
you, you'll pick that That's up. You cool. understand the esotericism of you know. Oh man, um, <clears throat> what is your favorite city in Ohio? Well, I'm happy you said that because I know so many people in Ohio. <laughs> what's, okay, but what's I don't a good really city? have a. I, I guess I'll say Cincinnati because my uncle got married there. That's nice. Yeah, I have some friends in Cincinnati. Wow. I, yeah. Can I give a shout out to somebody? In yeah, Ohio? yeah. Um, my friend Dan. Shout hey, out to Dan. Dan, who 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 I've never met. <laughs> But we've just been DMing for a long time. Dan is in is Dan in Cincinnati? Um, where is Dan? Somewhere in Ohio? Or just in Somewhere general? in Ohio. I can't remember the city. That's okay. There's a lot of cities in Ohio that start with C. There's like Columbus, Cleveland, yeah. Cincinnati. Maybe he's in Columbus. James Payne is in Columbus. That's another writer. Hmm. Yeah. What is your favorite city in which you were born? My favorite city in which I was born. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> like, just name the city that I was born in. <laughs> it's it's a biography question that you can skip if you'd like to. You I'll could sk- make one up too. Add to the mythology. <laughs> I'll skip it. You know, I'm like. Let's pick one. Let's just name a city that we want Peter B. D. to have been born it, in. Um, what so- about Jacksonville? That's where Limp Biscuit is from. Wow, I didn't know that. I was actually gonna say Sheboygan. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Yeah. Is that where Sheboygan? There's is? a Sheboygan, Michigan. Yes, too, I was going with Michigan. For some reason, that name Sheboygan just makes me laugh. So yeah, it's pretty bad. And I, for some reason, I think of John Candy. Maybe he mentioned it once. Oh, it's probably in like planes, Home trains, and automobiles or something. Yeah. or something. He's probably trying. He probably has to go to Sheboygan. Yeah. Shout out to to John Candy. Rest in peace, Very sir. I just saw some recent picture of like his kids. They look just like him. <laughs> like they look just like him. It's crazy. Okay, if if they were going to relocate Canada to another continent, and the president of the New World Order gave you the go ahead to make the call, which continent would you move Canada to? Africa. <laughs> That's where Canada is going to be. That'll throw him for a loop. Definitely. Uh, if you could live inside of anyone's head for three hours, living or dead, who would it be? Missy Ellie. That's, ooh, wow. That would be yeah. good answer. That might have been like the first album I ever bought, like the first album. How much should dinner cost? Nothing. Ooh, a socialist. That's Definitely. what I like to hear. What is the best tool album? I don't know any tour albums. I know tour. <laughs> we know tour, but we don't know. Looks that. like I'm going to make you a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to tour, though, you know. Okay, peanut butter. Refrigerate it or put it in the pantry? The pantry. Same. Yeah. Who is the coolest tall person that you've ever met? The coolest. I'm so happy you asked me this. <laughs> His name is... <laughs> His name is Hadley. Hadley? Yes, Hadley. And he used to, um, he opened this bookstore with my friends, <laughs> with my friends Dave Morse, who read at Strand, and um, Maddie. They have this bookstore called Better Red Than Dead. It's on okay. Broadway. And, you know, I always just like, anytime I read there, I just always read about Hadley, like being tall, because <laughs> he's just like, I, I guess he's just like a little bit taller than me, but I just like... Yeah, I just wrote him this story called like the tall man under the bookstore. I don't know what I based. <laughs> I it thought on. that was gonna throw you for a loop because you're tall. Well, yeah. to me, you're tall. Hadley's and taller so I thought than me, you'd though. be like, well, I don't see other people as tall. You know. Yeah. That's probably why I think Hadley's so tall. You know. Yeah. <laughs> what are, What are some of your favorite uh, Ford car models? Any Ford car models that come to mind? Ford. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really have one. I haven't. Yeah, I don't really have one. I haven't driven in a while. I used to. I don't I know. Remember in, I remember in high school, Ford Explorers were really cool. Oh, yeah. Ford like, Explorers. Like some, some of the well-to-do kids had Ford Explorers. What was your first car, Sean? A 1989 Plymouth Voyager minivan that had a stick shift in it. Whoa. The stick shift went down to the floor. Damn. It wasn't like a little one. It was kind of like how they have them in like a truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you like a teenager? Yeah. I was wow. like 16. I burned the clutch out on it within a week. 
That's crazy. Destroyed it. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. My first car was like a 1980-something Pontiac Sunfire. Dude, those were around. That yes. was mine. A lot of kids in my town had those. Yeah. yeah. It didn't have a radio, but I really, I thought I was really like killing the game. <laughs> my friend had a 19... 19- like 79 or something Buick Regal that his grandma gave him and <clears throat> he didn't have a radio in it either but I gave him my like uh, like Sony boombox that we kept in the car in the front and it was my job when I rode in there as soon as he killed the engine to hit stop on the tape player said it seemed like the car radio was turned off <laughs> at the same time because we didn't want anybody to know that we were, had a boombox in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably had something like similar just like <laughs> Just like riding with a girl, and she just—I don't know—had some like music playing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, sculpture or painting? Wow. I'm gonna go. I recently read somewhere in Chelsea at this art gallery. So I'm gonna go with sculpture. I'm gonna go with sculpture. That's that's good. I like that answer. Uh, what's the coolest animal? Well, right now I'm looking at a cat, so I'm going with a cat. That sounds good. What is the dumbest animal? Okay. I'm going to say a bunny rabbit. <laughs> I, I'm not talking about Biscuit, <laughs> which was the not, rabbit I took care of. Not the previous rabbit. Not just, different one. I don't know. I'm going with the bunny rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Peter, thank you for playing Peter's picks. Those are really thank great you. answers. So that was, I, I, I think you... You did a wonderful job. You won the game. Thanks. I wanted. I felt put really that good about there. that. You, you're really good at that. I really had to think about. I really had to think. I'm really. Do you know what I'm most excited about? What? Picking like the game show music to put behind it. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be pretty. I'm actually very excited about what your. I love your intros. Like oh, your podcast thank you. Intros. They're very like. I don't know. They're like unnerving and like a very interesting like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, what am I listening to? Like, a lot of times I had to, like, I think the last episode I listened to was, like, when you interviewed Anna and Dear Beacon. And I was just like, there's just a lot going on. I was like, this is really, I just played the intro, like, multiple times. Yeah. And actually, yeah. like, the computer voice. Stephanie? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, like, have a voice like that on the mixtape. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know if you, if you need the plug on where to get Staffanly's voice, because that's a really specific. That's a that's a specific voice that I have to I have to go get online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might um, actually I might need the plug on that one. Cause... If Staffanly could pop in, you know, I would be happy to let Staffanly do a guest. Wow, that spot. would be that would be perfect. <laughs> and actually, Sean, you know, the mixtape is like out already, probably. But yeah, we need to yeah, get you on the mix. Yeah, we need to get you on there. So even though it's already finished, we can. If you do a, we can we can go we back can remix and we can release a remix of a track. Definitely. Definitely. That sounds good. I would yeah. like to do that. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So the mixtape's coming out very, very soon. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it sounds like you're doing a lot of readings and stuff coming up here. Um, yeah. So is there anything else that you want to plug before we, before we cut off here? We're getting to time here. But is there anything else that people should know about or just keep an eye out for the mixtape and, and come see a read? Yeah, the book is out. Inpatient Press, Milk and Henny. <laughs> Buy it. the book. Yeah. The mixtape is coming out. The mixtape is like, okay, it's, it's like going to get released online, but then there also might be tapes too. Good. And that's, um, oh, I would like yeah, that. Like, like real tapes. I can like send you one. And that's, um, that's Seattle label. Help yourself records. That would be great. We have an, we have actual tape players at my house. Claire really likes tapes. So, we oh, have a cool. Bunch of them. I like yeah. Claire. Claire is cool. Actually, um, when, at Kylie's launch, I didn't actually know where it was. Like I, I, I like um I don't oh, think I American saw, Medium. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just knew that like I knew the area. Like I got off of the train, so I was like, oh shit, I don't know where this is. And I saw Claire. Oh good. and I was kind of just following her. <laughs> <laughs> I like followed her for blocks. I was just Wouldn't like, it have been funnier if she wasn't if she was going to something else? Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. Just like, oh shit. Yeah, at first I was just like, where is she going? Is she like like, I got kind of angry after a while. I was like, oh, no, she's going to the right place. And then, like, when I got there, I was like, oh, hey, we got here at the same time. Hey, Claire. <laughs> I didn't tell her that I was following her, but I was following you, Claire. I will be yeah. excited to tell her that. That's hilarious. 
Um, cool. Well, cool. Well, Peter, I'll put a link to all things linkable in the description to this, but I just want to say thank you so much. I know I've been bugging you about doing this for a while and I'm sorry no it took until I, I didn't live in New York anymore, but, um, to everybody's listening, buy the book Milk and Henny. Thanks. Keep an eye out for the Milk and Henny mixtape. Shout out to Jake Friedman. Huh? I just I gave a shout out to Jake Friedman. Oh, hi, Jake Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Peter, Another thank you so much. This has been really fun. Thank you for playing Peter's Picks. Thanks, thank you for letting um, me premiere some of the songs from the mixtape. I love no you, and it's really great to catch up. Love you. And to everybody out there, we'll catch you next week. Next week.